ultimately, you know, I'm striving to reach my natural greatness, right? Mm. And I've always felt that the fastest way for me to be great is to help others be great. Somebody say, oh yeah! No, no, no. What's up? You better than Oprah, come on, y'all! This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Yo, so today on Trust and Believe, I'm so excited. We have the CEO of Strong Coffee, Adam Von Rothfelder. And man, you've done a lot. I'm, you know, I know you're the CEO of this amazing coffee and we're gonna get to that, but you also were, are maybe a personal trainer to the stars, CEOs, you've been on a reality show that really empowered people to be as strong as they feel internally in terms of physicality and their mind. And, you know, it's so funny because I can introduce you in whatever way I want, but it really comes down to the backstory and how you got there and how you got to where you are today. I think people are gonna be so inspired and motivated. Um, so with that said, I'm gonna actually look at my camera and be like, get out your notepad because you're home right now and I need you to take notes on anything that inspires and motivates you. From Adam, yo man, can you start from the beginning? Cause I'm, I need to be inspired today too. So let me have it. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, I think that the, the, like the Homer's Odyssey and the idea of the hero's journey, um, couldn't be more true in, you know, my story. Um, at the age of 22, uh, I was abruptly awoken up by a phone call, uh, from my sister and it, she had just this awful news and my brother uh who at the time was 35 years old uh died of a drug overdose and you know that may not have been where the story began but that was the inciting incident that invoked something in me that that awoke something in me that invoked a certain action um, in which I realized at that moment how life, how short life was, how short life can be. And I became really interested in, in the idea of time. And I had this kind of, at this moment, this thing happened and it, it was unexplainable until one day I was talking to a friend of mine about 13 years later, it took that long to describe it as a shot clock in the corner of my eye, started counting down, like something in basketball, right? Something in a sport. And although I couldn't make out the time, I knew that it was moving and that it was going down and I had no idea what the time was, right? And I just knew that every time I had the ball, I had to like shoot it, right? I had to take this opportunity. And that's really what happened, you know? So at 22, my brother dies of a drug overdose. I hear an ad on the radio on my way to go see his body. Um, you know, coincidentally, died in my bed. Um, I was staying at my girlfriend's. He just moved in with my parents again and, and was, you know, living in, you know, my, you know, bedroom that I used from time to time. And it, it was, uh, you know, he just got out of rehab. And I heard an ad on the radio and it was for the Milwaukee's toughest man. 
And at the time, you know, the Rumble, those tough man competitions were really popular. You saw them on the TV and like celebrities got into it, beating each other up with the yellow boxing gloves. And I mean, they're not like big, they're, they're like regular sized training gloves, you know, and headgear and just walloping people, right? Like swinging for the fences. <clears throat> and I went to that Harley Davidson dealership upon being denied seeing my brother's body because you know, technically it was a crime scene because it was an overdose and they were like, so there, you know, and, and that, you know, a whole other bag of worms. I never even got to see him, you know, before he was cremated, you know, like a certain amount of, you know, lack of closure. Right. That kind of like put me in a, in a, a tailspin that I somehow controlled to go in a very positive direction. And it, it started with me signing up for that fight. Two weeks later, I fought and I did pretty damn well. And well enough for a local, um, you know, celebrity fighter, uh, Horace, the real deal craft, you know, he was like a, at the time, 48 African-American retired cop, you know, was a big deal, like in his twenties, like fought like major, you know, fighters was like, you got skill and you got a lot of anger. Like, let me, let me help you with this. And, I started working with him and um, a year later I, I fought that tournament again and I won it. And I fought four fights in one night and knocked out three people. And I knocked out what had been somebody who actually wasn't honest on his fight application. He actually had over 14 MMA fights. He wasn't a, an amateur. And I knocked him out in the first or second round. I can't even remember. Can I can I ask you a question real quick? Because this is this is really interesting to me. Um, the mindset of someone who wants to pursue, whether it's a short career or a long career in, in MMA, is so crazy to me. Now I'll give I'll give you a little caveat. I, I like watching it, which is really crazy. But I'm but at the same time, I'm like, why would someone even do that? Because I'm such in my mind, you know, I'm such like a loving person. I'm like, I don't wanna I don't wanna fight, but then at the same time I think it's <laughs> entertaining. But what is the mindset of someone that says, you know, I wanna actually do one fight, three fights, have a mini career, have a major career? What's the mindset you have to have to enter the ring? Not right. <laughs> mm. Interesting. You got to be not right in some way. Like I never met a fighter who was right. You know, like they always had something that they were fighting. And, you know, ultimately I connected with it because there was a certain type of brotherhood um, in the training and the camaraderie you get, right? You're, you're, you're working with 12, 14 people that become some of your closest friends and people that like you have a non-vocal empathetic relationship with right like they got issues and you got issues and usually you're taking them out on each other and in a conductive and skillful skillful manner right which so is which is the interesting way which is the interesting thing because you know you hit on something that's really interesting you said like they're not right like there's something not right and you know as a and person that's not really, wrong. That's not it's wrong. not wrong. Right. But as a person who, you know, 
I look to see, I've been through my own struggles and I look to see where people are struggling. You can kind of see, wow, like someone, this person could be battling something. But to me, it's the dichotomy of, yes, they're battling something, but they go into the ring and there's a certain amount of respect and rule following that happens so that you stay within a zone of respecting the other person while while being aggressive, which I think is incredibly cool, if you would say. Yeah, I mean, there, it, there, it's other people see fighting, I see chess, mm. right? Like context, you know, I've, I've gotten more hurt playing soccer or basketball or track competitively than I did in fighting. I got the more serious injuries in fighting, but that was only because of my exposure rate to it, right? Correct. Every day, four hours a day, fighting at a professional level, you know, and I mean, at the time, you know, in my backstory, you know, I didn't know that what I was ultimately doing was feeling something, right? Like, I lost my brother. I wasn't sad. I mean, I was, I was upset. Right, I was, but I wasn't, it didn't like, I just all of a sudden didn't feel mm. really, right? And I didn't, you know, I, I, I put on a very, I took a very strong position in my family when my brother died that like I read the eulogy, you know, like I, I, I did, like I put, you know, like I did certain things you know, I originally fought because like my brother's family didn't have money and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna donate the purse when I win. And I was like one fight away from winning, you know, and the next year I won it and I did, you know, do such that with the money. I was like, here you go, you know? And so I think like, you know, when I, when I look back at it, I was ultimately wanting to feel something and exchange pain with somebody because like nobody asked me like how I was doing. You know, my mom was destroyed, my sisters were destroyed, my dad was devastated, right? Like, nobody's asking me how I was doing, so I was dealing with it by myself. You know, and and the way I was dealing with it was taking, like, my fitness from, you know, being, you know, a collegiate soccer player who wanted to be in shape to, you know, like, playing with bodybuilding to saying, fuck it, I'm going to be an MMA fighter. And I just went all in, you know, four hours a day. I, I eventually, you know, I, at the time I was training. So it's like, I'm, 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 I'm training and I'm working up, I'm fighting. And imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And at the time I'm I, you know, went through a job as a trainer, I went through a job at a foundry, and then I got my electrical apprenticeship. And I went through a full electrical apprenticeship up until my fifth year where I got laid off in 2008. And I said, fuck it. I went all in on fighting. I took that unemployment check. I took that, I took that extra like money from Obama for like the, the 18 month time span that I knew. And I said, yo, this is dream money right here. Like, Fuck everything that you think is important. The one thing that's important right now is your dreams and just go. And, yes. and I moved to California. You know, I, I, I did a lot of things. You know, I got close. I got, you know, I, 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 I signed a deal. 12 hours later, I got hurt. A week later, the UFC bought that league. All the fighters deals were, you know, eradicated. Gone. Right. They like kept like four or five fighters from the league. So I definitely knew I wasn't going to be one. I never even fought. Like I got hurt. You know, I mean, it was just, you know, it just wasn't my thing. It wasn't my time. And when I got hurt, it was like five years after my brother died. And I had a very interesting realization. I was like, holy shit, like you were doing all this to cope with yourself. And I learned a lot about like the human body trying to be better than other people and catch up with everybody that had so many more years. And ultimately, I found myself being a trainer again in Hollywood, you know, like sitting, you know, sitting at Pulse Studios with Mark Harari and training group fitness classes. And, you know, uh, it like taught me again what was important when I was like had my physical abilities taken away. I was like, the whole reason that you like did this is because you were in physical shape to like be able to express yourself like emotionally and now you can help other people do the same thing i think what's so cool just hearing that hearing your story a little bit is we have so many similarities like one is moving to california teaching fitness types of group fitness your body is the thing that's like propelling you forward and then you find yourself in a studio motivating people and all while you're doing that you're also processing everything that's happened to you in the past. And I would imagine the other similarity we have is never losing sight on, number one, your true self, the core values. And the second thing is knowing, and maybe, and this is where I think this is more of a question, but because I know, because I'm hearing your internal mental strength, I should say, knowing that this, I'm doing this for a bigger cause. Like there has to be something beyond this. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to know like, what was that that kind of next step where you're like, I had this crazy foundation that I've built into what is a sustainable foundation and great things happening. And what strength did you gain from like everything you just told me you have been through from your brother passing away to fighting, to moving, to getting, you know, to getting hurt, you know, what was that next thing that you were like, yo, this is, this is why it was all worth it. 
Um, well, you know, <clears throat> one thing that I took from fighting that was really important was uh, I had this like certain belief in myself and anybody around me, right? I always took the lead on being like the guy that was going to get us all the biggest deals in the world, right? Like I was like very like, yo, like you were, I, I would pitch my buddies like what their stories were based on what I knew from them and what companies we were going to go for to like get them the right names on their shorts to get us to like where we wanted to be, right? And there, it was really interesting because I had a great opportunity to, you know, do that for some big fighters and I was, I was successful. So I kind of always saw myself in this ability to, to sell, but I didn't like selling. And then I realized that I liked marketing because of creativity. And, you know, ultimately from these experiences, you know, that, that I had that, you know, when I, I mean, like when I went to LA, you know, I did the thing, like I, I got the auditions, I got the, you know, I, I, I did an ab commercial for the ab rocket. Um, you know, like, you know, I, I, I did this, I did this quintessential LA fitness stuff and I got a call that my dad was diagnosed with leukemia, mm. right? Like, so all of a sudden it went from being like, you know, like wherever I want to be to like going right back home to Milwaukee. And had I not gone through this like massive loop in this journey and learned these things, I wouldn't have met my wife when I let, when I got back to Milwaukee, right? Like I wouldn't have been in the right place had I not had those experiences because, you know, men all too often are not mature enough and I was barely mature enough to be with somebody who was eight years younger than me, you know, in the sense of like, right? Like just it all kind of working out timing wise. And I was in the right place at the right time. Like I met her because I was a doorman restarting my life over. You know, I didn't want to go back. I, I believe in like not going back to the things you did really like, you know, and I very quickly as a doorman kind of got, you know, like people in the city knew who I was and I had a gym open six months later. And you were a doorman for what? I was a doorman at a, at a nightclub bar, like very high end, like, you know, somebody would be like, go get me a pack of cigarettes. I'd walk two stores down, they'd give me a hundred dollars and say, keep the change, you know? And it was, yeah, you know, and that was, that was, she was the hostess and I was the doorman. You know, I was 230 pounds, five foot 11. I had a, you know, maybe 7% body fat. I had a mohawk, like just that. Not In other words, I would have been scared. Not one that I, <laughs> not one that I spiked. I just kind of like let it like lay, you know, I, I wore like a skull mask very randomly. I mean, I was, a, you know, I was, I literally just got done fighting. You know, I, I was a, I was a weird dude and I, you know, I embraced my weirdness and uh, my wife loved it and. You know, I, I started a gym and ultimately all that experience in marketing like taught me how to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and being an entrepreneur gave me the greatest ability to help people because it gave them, gave me the ability to, you know, be authentic and be my, be myself. And because of my life experiences, I was able to help people in such a vast, in such vast age groups from like the young problems to the old problems, like somebody who's like 55 and they're just going through losing their sibling or they're just going through losing their parent. Been there, done that. You know, like career change, been there, done that. You know, 
I had a pension, 401k, you know, $42 an hour, master electrician, you know, it's like, I, I went through all those things. You know, you sought out your dreams and failed, been there, done that, you know, like, let's talk about these things. And, 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 uh, and it was cool because I connected with so many amazing people that made me better people, made me that much better of a person because of it. You know, you were saying um, how you opened a gym, would you say six months later, you know, obviously your connections, your commitment and all these things obviously helped that. But before we get into, because I have a lot of questions for you, a few questions, I won't say a lot because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, could, I could have you here for hours. But what are three things you learned before you actually became a successful entrepreneur because we're leading in that direction that you think people out there right now who are wanting to grow their own business, start their own something or other could actually uh, could do or um, things that they should experience before they, you know, go down that road. Like three major things that happened before you became successful. Um, three major things that somebody should experience. This reminds me of a conversation I had with a rock star about American Idol and how like this young girl was winning and she's like, he hasn't had, she hasn't smoked enough cigarettes, had her heart broken, or I can't remember what the third one was, but he was just like, that's why I can't listen to her. Um, I think that every entrepreneur needs to have experienced, um, you know, significant loss, like in some sense, right? Like a, a, a deep struggle, right? Because being an entrepreneur is not easy, right? Like I've had jobs. Uh, those were easy. So know where your paycheck's coming as long as you show up to work. Um, I think step two is be disciplined. Um, say to yourself three things that you're not, that you're going to do for the next three months and have them be three things that you said you've wanted to do but have not done yet and find yourself doing those three things three months later. And if you have, it's like keeping a dog alive. Maybe it's time, or a pet, you know, a plant alive. Maybe it's time to get a dog. It's kind of like carrying the egg in elementary school. Right, right exactly. <laughs> don't drop the egg. Yeah, don't drop the egg. Just don't drop the egg. <laughs> um, number three, be really good at failing. Because no overnight, there is no overnight success. You just see failure after failure, effort after effort, effort after effort. And then you see the person getting the trophy or the $200 million check from a VC fund that wants to buy their company out. You didn't see the 11 years before they blew up. Like take your favorite company and look up when they were actually established and be like, holy shit, <laughs> check, got it. You know, yes. that photo of Bezos sitting in that shitty room with a paper banner that said Amazon, he was already worth like tens of millions of dollars already. Right? Or it, like that's how much Amazon was making, but he still had a shitty ass office. So, I mean, like, be ready. I love it. I love it. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, Adam is going to go into a few things. One, how he built this amazing coffee that I must say is absolutely incredible. A little more about uh, his strong, the, sh the TV show that he was on and what the strong actually mean. We'll be right back. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. As you all know, we are going through a really tough time in the world right now. And one of the things that I know I can count on is my online communities to help bring me peace of mind some internal joy and just some support when I just feel like I'm alone. Yes, me. Shanti, sometimes I need emotional, physical, and virtual support as well. And that's why I really want to offer you guys 25% off to a yearly membership to my safe space. It's a great community of people that are always there to help lift you up. And I like to call it the most positive space in social media land. But with that said, I'm going to give you 25% off because I know there's a lot that you are going through and there's a lot that you need to express. And I want to be a pillar of support for you. We have monthly webinars. We have really great, intense conversations. We have really great motivational posts that help keep you on track. And most importantly, like I said, you don't feel like you're alone. So go to shantifitness.com slash safe space, put in the code trust, and you'll get 25% off. There's a lot of other fun things that happens in the safe space. But first and foremost, I want you to get in, get acquainted with everyone, do one of the free courses so that you can open your mind and really continue to transform your life even while we're going through something that's really challenging at the moment. I always trust and believe in you, but more importantly, I want you to get trust into your soul so that you can trust and believe in who you are. I'll see you in the safe space. Hi, Adam. I have three things. I have three things left that's really important. One, tell me about the TV show Strong, TV show Strong, and what was your experience like on that? Like the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenges, the lessons, like give it to me. Okay, so, um, you know, being on, being on Strong was an incredible opportunity. I, I, for five years, when I originally been in LA, for about five years after I was called to be on The Biggest Loser and as a trainer and Every year they kept passing on me, but every year they kept calling me. And then year seven, they missed me on a year. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, it didn't happen this year for me. You know, like, I was kind of like blessed, but at the same time, like, kind of like bummed, like a little FOMO. And, <laughs> yeah. and then, but it was such a hassle doing all the videos and, and the phone calls. And it wasn't my focus. So to all of a sudden get like, have that assignment thrown into my face when I was running in a, a successful gym was tough. So I got the call and they're like, no, 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 you got it. They're like, no, 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 nothing. They're like, they want you. Like no audition tape, no, none of it. It was, it was one tape 
And then I showed up to I showed up to LA. I took a psychological review, sat in a hotel room for like two, three days, um, took a bunch of psychological tests, uh, physical tests, drug tests, blood tests, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then did like an interview. The whole time I was interviewed though, I just, I felt like I was in, you know? So I was just so loose and confident. Yeah. You know, they, they're like, why, they're like, why do you not have shoes on? I'm like, cause I don't wear fucking shoes when I work out. And I'm like, this guy over here, and they all like turn around and look at the guy that's like one of the producers. I had no idea who it was. He was like, can you put some shoes on so you look more fitnessy? And I'm like, I thought we're on a fucking fitness show that you guys are looking for unique individuals. I'm like, I don't wear shoes. You and know? you're like, and they're who like, the hell are you? Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, who's this guy? I was really <laughs> fortunate that I was adapt to skill variants and I had an ability to compete at a really high level. Um, that ability to compete at a very high level put a target on my back, you know, like starting very early off. I was gonna say immediately. Immediately. <laughs> so I quickly got like the rep of like the bad boy of fitness and, but the ratings loved it. It was funny, man. Like it was reality TV. Like it is yeah. what you think it is. And I, the way I explain it the best was like, I was just being myself and people didn't like that they weren't winning. People didn't like that they weren't controlling the situation. And these are all type A people. And you know what's funny? I couldn't have been paired with a better partner. Like Cece had my back. It was amazing having somebody like Cece who had my back and who understood like just my raw sense of personality. All right, yo. I need to get it. I need to get into something. Okay. So there's two more things. One, uh, what does the word strong really mean? But don't answer that yet, because I think that's going to be a powerful thing for people to hear at the end of this, because it'll bring everything together and what you've been talking about so far. But this morning, dude. All right. I got to tell you this. So this morning. Right. This morning. Oh, my kid, now when I say when I say morning, I don't mean 6 a.m. When I say morning, I mean 2.43 in the morning. My kid is like yelling, I need, I need to change my diaper, I need to change my diaper, I need to change my diaper. And I'm like, all right, maybe he'll go back to sleep because I'm tired as fuck, yo. Like, I'm so goddamn tired, right? So I'm like, I'm like and I'm fighting it, I'm fighting it, I'm thinking he's going to go back to sleep doesn't go back to sleep. So I ended up going in there, changing his diaper. I, he was soaked. So I'm like, glad I went in there, but you know. So I go lay down. It's like 3.15, 3.20. I'm like, all right. Literally probably like an hour and a half later, they're both up. They're twins. They both wake up and they're like playing around. Like it's middle of the afternoon. And Scott, my husband gets up, he goes in there. Thank God, but I'm still like kind of awake and I'm exhausted as fuck. So then I wake up and I'm thinking it's like seven. It's still only 620. And then I try to go back to sleep. Scott's alarm goes off at seven o'clock. I'm like, damn, I'm just like. So basically between hours of 240 and seven, I probably like had a solid 45 minutes of sleep. So I get up, I go downstairs and I'm like, yo. This motherfucker Adam said this coffee, this strong coffee is the shit. So I'm like, this is this is exactly what's on my mind. And I actually filmed myself 
I filmed myself drinking this coffee this morning, the whole process, actually. I'll send it to you. But I'm like, this coffee better be strong, whatever. So anyway, so I texted my, my, my team and I'm like, yo, I just drank this coffee. I was like, first of all, this is good. They're like, oh my God, did it give you energy? Did it give you energy? I was like, if I'm amped on a call, do you know it work? If I'm still falling asleep, then Adam is some bullshit, right? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so tired. Anyway, needless to say, I get on a call and it's not that I'm like, obviously, it's not that I forgot that I've been up since 2.40, but my mental clarity was on another level. I literally hate calls that go more than 45 minutes. Not only did two of our teammates leave the call, but I kept two more on there and I'm like ideating. I have this idea and I'm like, what the fuck does happen? I'm like, I'm supposed to be tired. Anyway, I say all that to say, you know, that is a plug to how amazing the coffee is. So like, tell me how it came about. Tell me how you designed this, the ingredients in this coffee, at least to make me feel good and everyone else feel good. Like, shoot, go. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> where it all actually originally started was I was making uh, you know, coffee at home. I'd take a bunch of ingredients that I would buy at like a grocery store, like a supplement store that I knew that had like all these raw powders, right? And I, I started doing that back in like 2011. And when my dad got, was diagnosed with leukemia, I, 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 put, I put some of it in, in packaging, in like bags. And I was like, take like two scoops of this and put it in your coffee. And it was like a way to get him like more nutrients. He just wasn't eating a lot, but he was still drinking coffee. And I was worried that like he wasn't getting enough protein and, um, and healthy fats, you know, cause he was going through like chemo. And um, so that kind of like, escalated quickly into me trying to pack it, package it. And I didn't have the time to put into it. You know, I just had a kid, my, my first kid, you know, I now have, I, my, my kids are five and six, um, but I just had my first kid. And so that, that was where it all kind of originally formed in my mind. Well, fast forward to 19 months ago, I was training like, you know, some of the, I had like the, like the legend client list, you know, it was just like these entrepreneurs that are worth like a billion dollars and like the biggest names in the NFL and NBA, like people I like looked up to in high school and, and, you know, in early, you know, in my twenties and, and I'm training these people and they're all just drinking the best of the best, you know, this and that. And I'm seeing them constantly with multiple different things, pills, drinks, and like so many of them not like focused on the negative effects of like the thing that they're putting in, like the shuttle or like, they're not thinking of like the whole picture. And I saw this and I kind of just saw like a big inconvenience, like a, a cup of coffee and like a protein shaker or, you know, a cup of coffee and a protein bar. Like there was like all these like kind of like things that I just saw because I was around these people. <clears throat> so my goal was to take a, you know, the number one selling product at, you know, the largest coffee, you know, uh, establishments in the world and create an extremely healthy variation of it, of a latte that focused on not only making putting pot, you know, great ingredients in it, like proteins and healthy fats, 
But focusing on the negative side effects that coffee can have and making good on the promise that coffee has actually made. I jokingly say that coffee wishes it was strong coffee, right? <laughs> like all coffee wishes it was born by strong coffee company because coffee for so long by like Harvard, Yale, Stanford, you know, other coffee companies, they've promoted how the polyphenols or antioxidants that are inside of coffee increase cognitive function. And that's like not, it's very, it's very limited, right? Caffeine gives you energy, but you're robbing from Peter to pay Paul, right? So if you're, if you're taking in caffeine, you're depleting your body of magnesium and, and electrolytes, right? Um, so we put electrolytes and minerals inside of strong coffee, right? So that was like one thing that we looked at. Um, when you drink, when you drink coffee, it can induce anxiety because of increased heart rate. It can also increase cortisol response when you're not eating. So if you drink coffee on an empty stomach and you're, you're not taking in nutrients and you're not paying attention to the fact that you're further dehydrating yourself, you're going to cause, you know, cortisol issues. You're also going to cause insulin spikes, which can cause you to want to eat more actually. Right. And so if you just kind of take care of basic human needs, getting healthy fats that are fast absorbing, almost instantly digestible, right? MCT oil, collagen, which is a very small particle size of protein that rapidly absorbs into the body is great for the gut lining along with MCT oil, great for the brain, great for the skin. I mean, collagen literally makes up 99.9% .9 of all the tissue in our body. Right? I mean, that is what collagen makes up. It's crazy. It runs throughout an, our entire myofascial structure. And beyond the age of 40, we stop making, we stop producing it at like drastic amounts per like X years. So collagen is ultimately essential for people, you know, over the age of like 40. Great to be drinking. Right. <laughs> I'm almost there too. Right. You know, so it's my birthday this month and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close. I'm getting very close. When's, when's your birthday? April 28th. You're a Taurus, my man. Yes. So, yes. Um, so when I looked at, you know, the, the, the nutrition that we needed to make sure that we're not having that cortisol spike, that insulin issue, we're not developing that crash, we're suspending the caffeine with healthy, with fats that's going to help slowly um, release it naturally and then we pair it with amino acids that help with the production of serotonin so what this means is that we actually make your brain produce more serotonin which makes you happier more creative more talkative greater willpower right things like that we potentiate it then with caffeine right we give you the energy but we don't rob from your system because we put electrolytes and minerals in there and the nutrition to back up that power. I'm not saying go to school without breakfast. I'm saying, here's your breakfast. Now go to school. Right, 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 right. Right. And I think that the, the, the secret ingredient in the end is something called neurofactor. And this is the, the making good on the promise that coffee is made. So we all talk about 
our brain, our, our body health, right? We all talk about motivation and we all talk, but it's very, it's, we talk about emotional health. A lot of people talk about their fucking feelings. Nobody talks about their actual brain health. Like how healthy is your brain? Meaning how high is your BDNF? Brain-derived neurotrophic factors. So your brain-derived neurotrophic factors are a direct re relationship to, to neurological health. The reason that we, as humans, lose the use of our brain through dementia, neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, those things are directly related to low amounts of BDNF. Which, when you look at what increases BDNF, exercise, healthy eating, positive lifestyle, like those things all have incredible feedback. But the strongest plant in the world with the richest source of polyphenols to increase BDNF exists in one drink, and it's called Strong Coffee, right? It's called Morning Fix and Daybreaker. It's our Strong Coffee Company flagship products. And it's called Neurofactor. And you can look up Neurofactor. There are, you know, there are other, I'm, you know, I believe in sharing common, common health, common wealth, right? Like there are other companies that are putting Neurofactor into products. When I look at the products, they don't fit the direct relationship behind what we need in the morning and the fact that we're already consuming coffee. Like you had no problem upgrading your phone. Like you went from a flip phone to a, this like weird colored looking phone to then like to this iPhone, right? New charger, new charger, new charger. You ask somebody to switch up their coffee and take something that's that much more intelligent. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a little bit of a give and take. The minute people try our product though, it's crazy. Like nobody are, are, you know, it's amazing how many people come back and rebuy it. And like, it's a small business, you know, it's me, my wife and my best, best friend, you know, like we, we run it, we, we, we sling a lot of coffee and we're really, we're really proud of it. Well, I will say, and I, I don't say these kind of things lightly, but obviously it's funny because what I described to you, my experience this morning was before I even interviewed and asked you, I actually didn't want to do much research on the coffee because I wanted to see what my experience was drinking it, you know, without knowing. And so I am a testimonial that everything you said that the coffee does actually just in one drink, is just like really elevated my, my brain, my brain function and just my clarity. I think that was, it was more than just, um, Oh, like I'm awake. Like I have my cup of coffee. I mean, you know, having clarity is, is so important. So Adam, what does strong actually imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Strong and strong coffee means striving to reach one's natural greatness. And where did that come from? Um, I wanted it to mean something else. You know, I, I, you know, one of the hardest things to do is to go from like a, you know, one of the hardest things for me, and I've done a lot of hard things, has been gone to go from somebody who everybody sees as physically strong to be, you know, and like, that's my place to growing as like a human, as an entrepreneur and and everything. And I'm ultimately, you know, I'm striving to reach my natural greatness. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt that the fastest way for me to be great is to help others be great. Right. Like, that's like what greatness is like born on is like, you know, and, and like Yoda's great because he helped Luke Skywalker. Like if Yoda said, fuck you, Luke, when, Luke came to talk to Yoda. We all would have been like, Yoda's a dick. <laughs> right? You are crazy. <laughs> I love but, it. I love it. I love it. But he's it's a so legend. And, and that's, you know, and, and I want to I wanna do the same, you know, and I want to create a legacy for my kids that, you know, that they're proud of. And, you know, I, I try to do a lot of good with strong coffee. You know, I, you know, with, with this COVID thing, we... I had an artist design a mug that made it look like when you put the mug to your face that there's a mask on it. That's cool. And, uh, you know, and, and we're donating 100% of the profits of that, you know, and, and it's not a plug to sell more mugs. Like, I'm not trying to sell mugs. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, my sisters are nurses, you know, so it's like I was going to be a nurse, you know, like I'd be sitting in a hospital right now, like wearing a mask, recycling a mask, you know, that's bullshit. You know, we got to, we got to do what we can and ultimately what what good is being strong if you can't like lift those up around you i love that speaking of uh lifting up you know this podcast as you know is called trust and believe and i would love to have you you know speak to my audience and let them know or have them understand what trust and believe means to you and how can they take that and apply it to their own lives you have to have trust in yourself and you have to have trust in the people around you. I think that you're the sum of the people around you. And if you take the, if you trust yourself and you trust in them, then believe that what you want to happen will happen, right? You just gotta be focused. Don't be wishy-washy. A lot of people are wishy-washy. You know, you'll have a lot of, I may use this analogy that basketball player, you know, you, Joe, you know, Joe Common basketball player, or, says, I want to make it to the NBA. Well, he makes it to the NBA and, and then, you know, like, where, where do you go from there? Like, true legends like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James were like, I'm going to get seven rings, three MVPs, two, you know, like, so specific in their, in their, in their, in, in their belief, so. Yeah, I, I tell people, you know, continue to run through the finish line because, it's one thing to achieve something, but it's another thing to continue after you achieve it and 
you know, apply those lessons that you learned along the way to continue to press forward. And obviously, to do what you're doing is to help be of service to other people. Adam, thank you so much, man. You, man. I'm amped. I'm inspired. <laughs> I got to go back to my kids. Like, you got to go back to your kids. I'm going to have a daybreaker at, it's right now, 1.52 in the afternoon. Oh, shit. Sean T is going to be insanity at midnight. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would love to uh, one day, once this is, uh, once the COVID quarantine is over, we have to meet up. We have to get the workouts. Do it. Do something like super fun. I have not tried to getting dressed kind of upside down, you know. I haven't tried that yet. Do it, man. Do it. I'm bottom heavy. This booty and these thighs. Oh, man. Me right too, brother. Tough. Me too. I'm, I'm thick. I'm, I'm thick in the hips. Well, I actually, know, more in the I ass. I got no hips. I got no, I got no <laughs> hips. I just got ass and legs. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, take care of yourself and your family. And hopefully one day, man, we definitely link up and, um, and, and hang out over a cup of coffee and a workout. Bitchin', man. Sounds, sounds fantastic, dude. Cool. Take care of yourself. Thank right, man. you, man. Stay strong. All right. Bye. All right. Have a good one. This week's Trust and Believe podcast review comes from Wendy H. Wendy says, I love it when you talk to us like this, Sean. I always look forward to listening to this podcast. This kind of straightforward, kind, real broadcast is really helpful when it comes to motivating myself in so many different ways. I can always count on an energizing message from you and your people. Thank you for putting your talents out into this crazy world. Thanks so much for the awesome review, Wendy. If you would like your message to be featured on our weekly listener highlights, be sure to rate and leave a review on the Trust and Believe podcast with Sean T on Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to hear from you.